0: Well, hello, friends. Welcome to Wednesday and today's episode of Enough for Today. I want to invite you to groups tonight at Emmanuel, and I want to invite you to the Trunk or Treat on Friday night. Bring the family out. It's a great night of fellowship and fun and good memories as we meet together as a church family. But right now, we want to put our attention for just a few minutes. I took too long yesterday, and I apologize. So just a few minutes on Psalm 65. And the first verse explodes with meaning and with wonderful um, emphasis. Now remember the next four Psalms, this one and three others, are all about praise. So God's gonna lift our chins, get us to look up, and cause us to celebrate. And I love it because we're coming into November, and this season we typically uh, qualify as a Thanksgiving season, and which just happens to be my favorite season of the year uh, when it comes to family and memories and cherishing and I just can't believe how quickly time is going by but I love the fact that though we've been studying how to deal with enemies and wickedness and hardship and suffering now God is going to call us to think about his provision and his care um, and to praise him for it so look at verse 1 praise waiteth for thee O God in Zion and unto thee shall the vow be performed Zion Jerusalem temple mount is a place of celebration it's a place of the presence of god and as this psalm will denote it's this is this is to be sung and celebrated during the great festival of the year the uh, feast of tabernacles the festival of tents everybody coming together camping around the, the city uh beautiful lights throughout the city at night the temple grounds lit up brightly with like uh, like almost like Olympic torches, and uh, festival, festival, festival for 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 several days, and feasting and celebrating and merry people rejoicing before the Lord. So David says, "Praise is waiting for you, God, in Zion." So it's almost like, um, God, welcome when you step into this moment. Praise is waiting. We are here to worship. We are here to celebrate. Um, Our hearts are ready to explode. I get the picture of someone walking into a room for a surprise party and the whole room saying, surprise, you know, and catching somebody off guard. We can't catch God off guard. But the sense in David's voice and David's tone is, there's this explosive celebration waiting for you, Lord. Um, We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, We're going to feast and celebrate you and worship you because you are good and we are grateful. And so the next verse, and unto thee shall the vow be performed. Now, I want you to get a sense of the idea of a vow, okay? A vow in the Old Testament, making a promise to God was never performative. It it was never achievement-based. I'm not vowing to God to get anything from him, okay? Um, this is not the way we use it today is, God, if you get me out of this, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. And and we, we, we think that's a vow, okay? That is, in some sense, a, a vow, a covenant, a, com- a commitment that we've made, but it's very self-serving, okay? A biblical vow is not a self-serving thing. It's an act of worship. It is an overflow of love that is made voluntarily and willingly, but so passionately and so devotedly that it binds itself to its own devotion. Okay? That's um so when so when Scripture says, When thou vowest a vow, defer not to pay it, defer not to keep it. The the thing here is. It is not, we don't vow to get something from God. We vow ourselves to him because he is that worthy and we are that in love with him and we are that devoted to him that we bind ourselves to what we know is right. There's a sense to this that, that says, I, I know God is so true and so right and so wonderful and gracious and lavish and loving and I know I am so frail and fragile and fickle and emotional that I am going to bind myself in a vow to worship and to love and to honor my God because He is true and right, and I am, uh, I'm, I can be unstable and double-minded. So I'm going to bind myself. I don't know if you've heard the story. I used it not long ago in in church. Um, oh, now my mind's going to go blank. It was uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey, and I'm trying to get the details right extemporaneously. The captain of the ship. On their way back from a battle, they had to pass, they had to sail past the island of the sirens. The sirens were monstrous creatures. Can't remember the sea captain's name in the fictional tale. They had to to sail past the island. The the sirens were monstrous creatures that when sailors came by in ships, they disguised their themselves as beautiful mermaids and they disguised their voices with alluring tones and sounds and, and attractive songs. To tempt the men ashore, and as soon as the men came ashore uh, with ravenous lusts to um, to satisfy their lust, then they were devoured. And so um, the sea captain was warned. Um, I forget a, a mythical goddess character to 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 stop the ears, to plug the ears of the men on ship as they passed the island of the sirens. And so the captain did so. He plugged his Men's ears with wax, but he wanted to hear the sirens, and so he said, uh, "Bind me to the mast of the ship as we go by, and and don't unbind me uh, for any reason, no matter what. I um, I want to um, I want to I want to see and hear, but I do not unbind me because um, we'll be devoured. So, anyway, long story short, they passed the island. They bind the captain to the mast. He loses his mind. He goes crazy, demanding them to unloose him. They will not. He's furious and writhing and uh, literally insane. As they get past the island and as the voices of the sirens fade, uh, the sailors unstop their ears, and they and finally the captain comes back to his sentences, senses, and they unbind him. And, um, and they saved his life by not loosing him. So the reason I share that story with you is that's kind of what a vow is in Scripture. You're binding yourself to prevent your own self-destruction, your own insanity, temporary insanity. So in the Old Testament, vows were combined with um, with offerings. and there were four kinds of offerings and I just will share this. you know what I'm going to pause there. I'm gonna to I'm let it park there. We'll talk about the offerings tomorrow because I'm a little bit deep into this and I don't I don't want to go any further, but I want you, to go into this day saying to God, today God praises waiting for you all day in my heart. Just like the temple, just like you are the new Zion, figuratively speaking, your heart is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So let your life be an expression of praise today. Happy Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow.